the conversation that we're having is about how to achieve your dreams. How to get what you want to come into practical, actual, materialized living. And so we were discussing last time about the Homon and Achashverish and Mordechai syndrome. And to recap, the conversation goes like this. There's a Megillah Esther. What's happening in the Megillah is Hashem is hiding. We don't see God's hand revealed. And all we see is concealment. In the middle of it all, there's Hashem being revealed all the time. So, Hashem, a.k.a. Achashverosh, comes over to summon in Haman. And he says to Haman, he says, I really want to, I really want to reward, well he doesn't say this thing, but what he wants to do is reward Mordechai. But he's concerned, if I ask Mordechai, Mordechai will tell me, it's all good. So I don't want to ask Mordechai what the best way to reward Mordechai for saving my life is. I want to ask Haman. And what I'm going to do is a trick. I'm going to ask Haman what he wants. I'm going to have Haman think that this is for him, for his own benefit. And then I'm going to flip it on him and give it to Mordechai. And that's exactly how you and I are going to operate. Except the funny part about it is, we are going to know the story. We know exactly what the story is. We just have to identify correctly the characters. But and we're going to see them in our lives. What? Haman and Mordechai are the same person. Haman and Mordechai are the same person. No, they're not. But I'm in relation to us. In relation to us. In relation to us. We, so we, it doesn't help with other okay. sides. We learn some Tanya. And we know that we don't have merely a Yetzer Hara and a Yetzer Toiv, but rather we have a Nefesh Abahamis and a Nefesh Elikis. And just like Rivka, when, did she, when was she comforted when, when she went to Hashem and she said, what's going on? One part of me wants Avodah Zorah and one part of me wants Kedusha. So he tells her, yep, Shnei Goyim Bevitne. It is two different characters. It's two different people inside you. They just happen to be living in the same being inside you. But well, they that's are. Not, that's not the reality that you feel. Uh, I, I no, beg I to mean, differ. No, you, you, in, you look, the United States of America, right, is currently controlled by right. one of two parties. So there's other countries, that's true. But in this country, it actually started to make a big difference who's controlling the country right. in many different ways. So they are both fighting over the same body. Right. It's who controls. All the executive powers and the branches of government. What? So, what's your question? Oh, so they're very. Okay, but I'm, I'm going to show you how, when you pay attention, you'll see how easy it is to identify each time who's doing the talking. It looks like they're both talking inside you, it looks like they're both just me saying different things. When you pay careful attention, you'll notice all the time, and then you have the power once you notice who's who. So you become the king who can adjudicate between them, right? Well, Hashem is the king, but yeah. So, here's what happens, right? One part of you has a dream, an ambition, 
something that it wants, right? So there's some benefit that you're going to accrue that you want in life. Now ask yourself the question, what do you want? Right? And what you'll find is that it's very uncomfortable. Isn't it true? To, to, to be able to truly say what you want sounds, sounds not Hasidish. Isn't it true that we're trained, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, to feel iskafia. And iskafia means don't ask for what you want. So if you want something, go dafka the opposite direction because you want that. Yeah. Right, so it's a contradiction. Because yes. you ask, but then you're like, what am I asking for? So sometimes you ask, sometimes you don't. So the answer is, we kind of like figure it out like this, I think. There's things that I need. I can't survive without food, so that I need. So Hashem, can I have some parnasa? I need it. But then when you want something, which is like, like you want to write, you want to be a children's book writer. Or you want to be a singer for ladies. Something you want, right? So you have a strong desire inside you and that's what you want. Then you're like, okay, okay, but who says, and how come you're not allowed? And you're supposed, to just, you're supposed to subdue your desires and just do what Hashem wants, whether you like it or not. Right? What? Well, I mean, I think sometimes we're trained to go, that we need to go against what we want because it's not Hasidish to want to ask Hashem for what you want. Right? I don't know if this generation and if you don't have Iskafia, we've got a problem. So let's try this way. Let's put ourselves into a position and understand what is Hasidish, not what this generation suffers from or whatever. What is considered the proper thing to want? To be close to Hashem. If you ask your godly soul, what does she want? She will all I want is I want you Hashem but if you ask and you will clearly see there are two different beings inside you ask your nefesh what would you like what do you want what will make you happy right so what's going to make you happy Remember we discussed last time, what, is there something that will make you happy? So sometimes you know what you want, like I really want that to happen. And sometimes you don't know what you want, right? So there's no clarity on what you want. But, but you do know one thing, you know what you want to feel when you get what you want. That's all you need. You don't actually need to know the things that you want. You do need to know the feeling that the things will give you. Let's go back to Haman. When Achashverosh says to Haman, what would you like? What did Haman want? He said, He wants honor. Do you want honor? It's not, it's like, don't you like feel yourself like squirming when you say about honor, when you're honored? No. We, we have a different word for honor. It's called. Cover doesn't sound good to us either. What? Dignity, recognition, significance, impact. Anyone not want that? I think most of our generation, that's the number one that we want. 
We want to feel significant. So Haman just says, Your Haman says, I want to I be meaningful. I want to feel that my life is worthwhile and I'm accomplishing, I'm doing something that's, that's good for people, for the world and for me and for the family. I want to just do something that's special. I want to feel fulfilled. Now, Haman adds to that and he tells the king exactly how he thinks the feeling should be activated. He says, I need a horse, royal garments, the king's crown, etc. I need to be paraded in the streets. And you should say, thus shall be done to the man of the king wishes to honor. So every one of us has our things that we believe are going to get us to where we want to get to. The stuff you want. And you have, okay, I want this, I want that, and I'll get this, I'll get this, I'll feel that, I'll feel that. Good. Don't move forward until you've crystallized what you want. And every so often when you're feeling needy, you tell Hashem what you want. Hashem is the Melech, and you talk to him. You have your Haman talk to him. You see why it's Haman? Because he's saying, I'm not being Hasidish right now, I'm just telling you what I want. <clears throat> I really want... Sometimes it's the life thing that you want. Sometimes just something that you want. Go on vacation. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do whatever. Right? And then what you happen is we then start looking back all the time to see, am I getting it yet? Is it happening? Is it coming about? I sat with this very hush of a prominent singer and, and he's, his uh, new album had just come out. And so... Uh, he was sitting next to me and he was like, the whole time, he says, I'm so sorry, I, I don't usually like, text while I'm talking to someone, but I, I really need to see, if I'm just very um, anxious to see if my, how my song is doing, how many clicks it's getting. And I said, can I offer you a different perspective? But the more you care how many clicks your song is getting, the less clicks you're going to get. And the less you care, the more clicks you're going to get. He's like, yeah, okay, but why? Very simple. Because if you're actually singing, and you're singing because you're rejoicing, and not because you care how people are watching, then you're going to really sing. And if you're singing to get clicks, then you're not really singing, you're not really present in the song. Right? If you're giving the class to see how many people are going to, what people are going to think, and you're too busy watching them, then you're not really giving the class, you're not living it, you're not living the song. So what do you expect? But if you're watching the whole time what's happening, you're, you're, you're basically not allowing yourself to be. So what you want to do is simple. You want to have your homon get on and say, I want to be a very famous singer. I want to be a singer who has a million clicks and a million likes. That's what I want to be. And once you decide you want to be that, now you know that what you've got to do is get voice lessons and training and learn new songs and talk to to, to musicians and get into that mahal of life because that's where you want to go and if you want to find a shidduch and that's your hormone right now then you've got to talk to Shadchan and not to music producers so it's just a different direction that you're going but the key is after Haman tells Achashverosh what he wants what does, what does Haman do? what? do it for Mordechai you've got to carry the Mordechai you know what that means to carry Mordechai who's Mordechai again? Mordechai is an Efshelikis. He says, I don't need anything. How does Haman carry Mordechai if he keeps on saying, okay, it's not me. I'm not getting this. 
I told Hashverosh, I told Hashem what I want. I want to feel recognition. Now, I'm not looking for recognition anymore. After you identified what you want, you stop looking for what you want and you start just being. And every time Haman's like, he starts acting out, your, your Haman's like, goes mad, right? Have you ever, ever had that thing? Like you want something and it's not happening and your dream is exactly what destroys you. Because you're like, it's not happening, it's so depressing, so frustrating, it's so disappointing, I'm so angry, I'm so upset. And what happens? Yeah, it becomes real. What you want to do is use Haman 1 for one goal only, and that is to find a direction which you're going in. After you use the direction of Haman, you drop the Haman, and now you... Now you're just using the Haman to lead direction. That's it. So if I want a shidduch, I know to call Shadchanan. If I want a song, I know to call music people. That's it. But every time I do it, I, I kill my dream. It's not happening. It's not happening. It's fine. Do you see how the trachtgut is in operation over there? What it means is, you're in a space of, I'm one with Hashem. I'm in a space of, Hashem is there, it's here, it's with me, it's all good. So this is passage number four, which is that every single person has a, a, his own unique portion. And every per person has he has something that of his own, he has a direction, he has something that's customized and unique to you. What makes you, you? The things you want, the goals, the dreams, the desires, the ambitions, the, the, the feelings that you have, that's what makes you, you. That guides you in your direction. And in different times in life, in different stages of your life, you're gonna want different things. So the answer is always going to be the same. The answer is Mordechai is all good. Everything's amazing. But the hormone's going to keep on changing. So when you're a little kid, right, your hormone might be just getting recognized in your social circles. You grow a little older, you want the shidduch. You grow a little older, you want your child's shidduch. You grow a little older, you just want to be healthy. And every time, it's a matter of centering yourself. Hashem, here's the dream that I want. And Hashem, I know you are giving it to me. I know I'm getting it direct from you. It's okay. It's all good. Right? So now, what you do is you're, you're having a Haman. You're telling Haman what you want. And then you're telling Hashem what you want through your Haman. And then you're essentially parading. Um, okay. That was a good idea. Um, I was wondering why I was working. So, um... Afterwards, what you do is you tell them what you want, and then you drop it, right? Now, we're going to go a little bit deeper into it. Where's the screen? Screen. Touch it. The green against the black. The black against the What? When you want them, it doesn't work? Um, when you want it, it doesn't work. Um, okay, what does Haman, what does Haman actually want? What's the actual desire of Haman, right? What Haman says is, remember what did he want? Haman wanted to ride on a horse, right? Now, a horse 
in Lashem Hakodesh is a sus. Okay? Sus is a horse. Now I'm going to rewrite the word sus. Sam, Gimel, Gimel, and Sam. What's that? Well, Gimel is three, Gimel is three, and Vav is six. So that's a horse, also. That's a sus. Sam of Gimel, Gimel Sam. And now, I have two different words together. The two words that I have together are, what are the two words? Sag and Gas. Do you know what Gas means? Gas is your ego, your a coarseness, right? And what is Sag? Hmm? Yes, very true. Yes, Sigma Sediment. But what is it in Kabbalah? It is, remember the names of Hashem? Ma'uban and Av and Gas. Sag. Sag is 63. Essentially, 63 is if you spell UK Bosque like that. Right? So U is 20. U Bob Dalit. Hey is 15. Bob Alabob is 13. And Hey is another 15. What does that work out to? What? This is all over my mind. This is Sag Gas. Yeah, yeah, this is my mind. Yep, we're in the same line. I'm just paraphrasing it, but yeah. Um, so basically, what you have is that the mimer is very In Torah, gas is 63. What does it say? The needs to have how much diver? One eighth of an eighth. If you know your fractions, how much is an eighth of an eighth? One sixty-fourth. So one step outside of gas. Gas is coarse. Don't be coarse, but still have a little bit of gaiva. One sixty-fourth of gaiva. Right? So that's your gas. Okay? And then there's the sag. What it is, is basically this. What does a horse do? It takes you from one place to another and it gets you there quicker and more efficiently. That's what horses do. If you think about it, Chavakuk, I believe it is, who says, When you ride on your horses, he's talking about Matan Torah. When Hashem gives us the Torah, that Hashem rides on a horse. And what it means is that a horse is your mechanism of how you ride from one place to the next. Hashem gets up on a horse and he rides, and we get up on a horse, and we, we gallop, and we rise, and we meet together with Hashem. What is a horse? So first of all, in history, there were many different types of horses. For example, in the time of the Tanoim and Amiroim, what was a horse? Learning Torah, either the Mishnayis or the Gemara. That's how you connect it to Hashem. In the days of the prophets, what was a horse? Prophecy. There was another way of connecting to Hashem. We don't know how to connect to Hashem through prophecy, nor do we know how to connect through through prayer uh, like like the Tanoim and Amiroim. In the days of Purim, what was the horse? Serious nephers, self-sacrifice. In our time, what is the horse? What are we riding on to connect to Hashem? What? 
Yalkalava says what we're riding on is a general time, 200 years ago he said this already, there is something we excel at that nobody else can do, and that is no other generation in history did this mitzvah as well as we can do it. Which mitzvah? What? What's the mitzvah that Tanoim and Amiroim were much better at Torah? Naveen much better at Nevoah. Those guys much better at Messias Nefesh. What are we best at? Tzedakah. Tzedakah. The mitzvah of Tzedakah, you can't beat this generation. The simplest person in this generation has given more Tzedakah than anyone else gave in history. We have more money and we have more ability to give and we have WhatsApp and we have whatever so we can give tons more. So we do. So that's a mitzvah. We excel at. Every generation has things you do. Every period in your life has things that you can excel in also. Right? Every person, every individual, there's a sus which you're riding on. What's the sus? If you're 85 years old and you're worried about your health, then the way you have bitachin in Hashem, the way you introduce Hashem into your life, is most likely going to be health-connected. And if you're 20 years old, and you're thinking about what's going to be the rest of your life, it's more likely going to be connected to worrying about your life and your shidduchim and what's going to be, etc., etc. Every period in your life and every individual has a horse that he rides on. Our horse is comprised of two parts. Samech vav samech is made up of gas on my part, right? Which is me being, being true to what I want. I want this dream, this is what I want. And Hashem... Coming down on his part, that's the sad. And together we meet and we ride a horse together. Hashem says, trust me, I gotcha. I'm with you. And sometimes it's on a daily thing in your life. So here's the example I'm going to give you. That voice note I showed you before. Look what happened there. This guy, the lovely, amazing guy. And last year he was incredible. And last year he decided to donate $3,600 a month. That's incredible. Yesterday I was having a wonderful day. I was like, things were going amazing. And then this voice note comes. And I was out of town, whatever else, you know. And I get the voice note. And when I got it, I saw how my day changed. Like that. In a second. I get the voice note and he says, okay, basically I'm feeling tight and I'm cutting my donation from 3,600 to 1,800. So when I got it, I felt a tremendous disappointment and I felt a stress and anxiety, a little bit over what's going to be if people are lowering their donations. I'm trying to get more money, not less. And a little bit of resent etc. So, what did I do? My initial reaction was to text him back one word, which is, sure, you're the donor, you're in control, you gave it for a year, I appreciate that you gave it for a year, it's amazing, and it's incredible if you want to give now $1,800 a month, it's unbelievable. But I realized that I had a problem, because the problem was, I'm not feeling, my feeling that I'm going to communicate is not the right feeling. Because I'm feeling down right now. So, stop. Pause. I'm like, okay, it's a text. I have as much time as I need. So I stopped. Paused. What? 
because it says tracht gut, vetzayin gut. If you tracht gut, then it's vetzayin gut. So you want to say sure, but you want to be in that place first. I want to say sure, but then I just lost $21,000. And you're saying you, you think you could still get it? No, I don't think anything. I just want to... I, well, obviously I don't want to lose it. So that I felt disappointed. So I sat myself down for a moment. I was out on the road. Stopped, paused, felt the disappointment. Felt the worry and the anxiety and the stress. I empathized with myself. Took a couple of minutes. And then you know what happened to the feeling? Dissipated. It was gone. Then I talked to Hashem a little bit and I said, Hey, Vishka, what I want to feel is my dream. What I want to feel is, I want to feel like, I want to feel this, the feeling of having. So I want to feel a sense of, of um, fullness. That's what I want to feel. And the opposite of anxiety each time. I want to feel de-stressed. I want to feel happy. I want to feel good, etc. So I declared to Hashem what I want to feel. That's my dream. That's my hormone. He said what he wants to feel. He said the problem, and he said how he feels. As soon as I identify the problem, I don't feel down anymore. So now I'm like, okay, maybe so I want to feel. I told Hashem what I want to feel. Good. You know what I realize now? How come I was having a good day? How come I suddenly became disappointed? Do you know why? Because that WhatsApp thing beamed across in the voice note, what really was beamed across was a feeling of disappointment. So where did the feeling of disappointment come from? No. It didn't come from, I didn't do anything. Exactly. You get it? Once I'm no longer disappointed, I can stand my ground and say, hold on, so everything's fine and amazing. So where did the feeling of disappointment come from? Oh, he beamed it across to me. So I texted him back. It sounds like you're feeling disappointed that you have to cut your tzedakah. What do you think you're applying to that? Yeah, that's what he said. He said, yes, true. So I said, oh, interesting. Then I tried to call him. He didn't answer. So I said, you know, I had a thought to share with you. If you have a moment to talk. It's a little while later, he called me back. And we got on the phone and we spoke for half an hour. And I asked him, what's up? What's going on? Now, what's, what's necessary for this conversation is, I'm not feeling disappointed, right? I'm already over that. I told Hashem what I want. I know Hashem's giving it to me. I don't know if it's through him or through someone else. I told Hashem what I want. Now I dropped my, my homin across the street, hang him on the gallows, and now I'm able to parade my Mordechai. What's my Mordechai? If he would have told me, he would have said, Rabbi, I know you told me to put on film every day, but it's very difficult for me, and I decided I'm putting it on every second day. What would I say then? Get on the phone, call him up, and say, Yankel, come on. It's a mitzvah. You're in this world. I would explain to him what a mitzvah is, right? Why is it different to doing that with tzedakah? You know why? Because I'm a recipient. You can't play the game if you don't actually believe it. It's not a game. The moment you realize, I'm not a recipient of yours. 
Hashem is giving me everything I need, and there's basically causes that you're giving to, and so you are given to that cause, and it's awesome. It's the same as putting on film, you're giving tzedakah. Unbelievable. Her, if you said that, then said what? Correct. The only way. The only no. One second. The only way to say it is if you actually are in that space. It's not what you say so much as the energy with which you say it in. So I got on the phone and I asked him. I said, just curious to know what's going on with whatever. So he told me that you know, things are tight in business. In the last three months, he didn't make any money. And then, uh, you know, and he doesn't know what to do because he has these things that are monthly and he feels bad because um, it's a monthly, like you don't have a choice kind of thing. And you have to like call to lower the amount of tzedakah. You, I said, okay, maybe you shouldn't give monthly. Maybe you should give one check for the year, you know, if you prefer that. And, um, and then you can decide every year what you want to give or what you want to do. And if, it makes you, if it makes you feel better, you don't, you know, it's easier. So, and then he says to me, you know, something amazing happened that the IRS actually gave me a check last month. They sent me a check of half a million dollars. It was a refund that I wasn't expecting, but the accountant figured it out and we got a refund of half a million dollars. So the truth is that even though in the last three months I didn't make any money from my business, but I did get half a million dollars from the IRS. So I said, wow, that's amazing. He says, yeah, but you understand the problem. Even though now I'm okay, but I don't know what's happening next month and how I'm getting my money next month because the business ain't succeeding. So I'm scared that the business next month is not going to succeed. So, you know, I'm just a little bit concerned. And I listened to him and I said, I empathized how difficult that is when the business is not succeeding. And then I said, would you help me a different perspective? That why do we have, this is a long conversation, I'm just paraphrasing it, but isn't it amazing? Like your business didn't do well and then it's amazing. Half a million dollars just came in. What you said, yeah, okay, but true, you said true, half a million dollars came in, but, you know, why don't we say it the other way around? Why do we have to be negative all the time? Why don't we say it's unbelievable? The money wasn't coming in the regular way, and Hashem always takes care of me. It's unbelievable, always takes care of me, and suddenly, out of the blue, half a million dollars come in, and I'm just so excited to see what's going to happen in the next quarter, and how Hashem's going to do it then, it's because it's unbelievable how many miracles happen. So he's like listening, and he says, perspective like he says so right now i do have the money right because i got the money but i'm scared that next month i won't have the money says, okay so if next month you don't have the money then you'll decide then why don't you worry about it now and if you worry about it in a positive way you'll do that you know and we got a whole discussion about this for half an hour and you know i did a bit of strengthening of his bitachen and then and i really i honestly did not care if he if he doesn't want to give do want to give don't want to give it doesn't make a difference so then he says to me, okay, you know what? We're keeping it at $3,600 a month. That was a conversation. Then we might have to have it for bringing next week and whatever, you know. So, well, yeah, they went $21,000 I could have lost. So I would have just said, sure. But you understand where the shirt was coming from? I would have said, yeah, whatever you want. That's me being disappointed and not agreeing with what I want to say. That's like, that's like asking Mordechai, what do you think? Marachai, what do you want? Whatever you want, it's okay. If you want to drop the money, it's fine. But if you ask Haman, he's like, uh, I don't want to lose that money. I don't want it. I want to feel that, that I have it. So you ask Haman what you want, and then what do you do? Now, you, now you're good. You're getting it. He already said he's going to give it to you. One way or another, now your Marachai can ride on that, and you can go call the guy and actually help him. 
and the goal is to help him and no other purpose, there's no ulterior motive. This is not a trick of how to make money and how to manipulate people. We're not playing tricks. If you try to play tricks, there's books, there's self-help books that teach you how to play tricks. Pretend to do this and to do that and then it's gonna work. It's not that at all. No tricks. Sorry. What it is, is real. It's absolutely real. You're a chassid, you believe in Hashem, right? You internalize Hashem's belief, you download it into you. So what you say is, I'm always meant to be in a space of tracht gut. I'm always meant to be in a space of goodness. You will notice when you deviate from the goodness and you feel down, disappointed, upset, angry, whatever one of those feelings it is, that's the kolakoyes kilo evadavay That's stepping away from Hashem. What you want to do is grab your Haman and say, Haman, just tell me again, what do you want? What's the feeling you want to get? Don't ask Mordechai. Don't say to Mordechai. He says, right, you see the difference? He says, okay, you know what? I'm not giving you the, I'm, I'm, low, I'm halving my tzedakah. Mordechai is like, I appreciate whatever you give me. It's fine. It's great. Whatever you do is good. You see, you didn't do the work. You, you're upset. Say to Hashem, I'm upset. What do I want? I really want that I should get the feeling that I want in this moment, which is a feeling of having and a good feeling. Okay? And then Haman, go away over here. Stop asking me now. And now it's like, okay, Mardachai, what's the solution in order to, to do this? How do we do this? So, well, Mardachai is like always, we've got to help Jews. We've got to help them out. So now it becomes about Avasir, about helping him, not about anything else. So now I can call him and I'm not worried and concerned. So I call the guy and I'm able to help him and work through his issues. And if it doesn't work with him, it's fine. It'll come a different way. There's no fear. There's no worry inside me. And therefore, in the end, what happens? You got the recognition. You got everything you wanted. And the guy's like, yeah, sure. So Haman parades Mordechai on the sus. What's on the sus? It means there's a, a system of how Hashem appears to you. And your whole life, what, what's happening in your life, everywhere you're looking is a sus. It's just a horse. Everything that's going on is an opportunity for you to find Hashem more. And honestly, yesterday, in the middle of it, I wasn't in the middle of a class going through this, right? I was in the middle of a day, and I didn't even notice it. When it happened, I was just going to reply, sure, and finished. And that's the problem. Everything in life is a horse, an opportunity of allowing you to bind yourself in a deeper way to Hashem, to get more and more and more and more and more connected, more than you ever were before. That's the sus asher of a melech, keser malchus Because the sus is both you come, you going up and Hashem coming down. So what you want to do is get on that horse, on that stallion, and gallop towards Hashem. What's the stallion, the horse that you want? It's the feeling that you want to get. And you say to Hashem, this is what I want to get. And you jump on it and you go. And Hashem comes down your way. And you discover that in what am I looking for Hashem? In whatever is going on in my life right now, in this, I'm looking for Hashem. And I'm finding Hashem. And then you let go. And you let go. And that's called putting the Kesar Malchus on your head. Malchus is Iskafia and Bittu. Now you need a lot of Iskafia. A lot, a lot, a lot of letting go. Don't let go to say, yeah, whatever you want, it's fine. No, wrong time to let go. You get it? If I do bittul and iskafia now, I'm like, okay, he doesn't want to give me the money, so it's fine, or whatever it is, it's good. Wrong time to do bittul. So I want the money. I want that to come about. I want to get that feeling. That's what I want. Now I do bittul. After you decided that, you say, okay, I'm going to push myself 
even though I'm not comfortable calling him, I'm going to push myself another step. Now you do bitul. And every time the Yetzirah is telling him, oh my gosh, he's not giving me the money. What's happening? Stop it. Squash him. Come on. You're no longer a player over here. You're just leading Mordechai. It's just about what the conversation is. So you made the phone call. But there's nothing else to do over here. And this work of killing your homon is the hardest work out there. But when you do, you start seeing the picture of life, the Megillah of Esther, the revelation of the concealed. You start, Legalois Esther, Megillah Esther. You start discovering the presence of Hashem everywhere. And you start realizing you're just riding a horse and getting connected more and more and more. Good job.